0: Everybody!
1: Everybody! Oh, what a lovely weekend. Oh, I I don't think that NFL weekend could have gone any better. Well, the bets-wise, yes, it could have gone better. But, man, seeing the Cowboys and Eagles get... Absolutely clapped on national television when I tried to warn folks this was a scenario that could happen, knowing how both those teams play. Ugh. It was actually, actually somewhat satisfying. Uh, obviously, you know, the NFC East uh, had a weekend to forget uh, in a wild card weekend. Uh, as we saw, the Cowboys completely just get dismantled by Jordan Love and the Packers and then tried to do a late scramble. The The score was not nearly as close as indicated as the Packers pulled Jordan Love with like 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter because they were up by so many points that, you know, Dak and the Cowboys... Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, the amount of... Blowback from this game, uh, it, it's, it's 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 kind of sad. I mean, Dallas had to score two touchdowns uh, and two two point conversions to get it within sixteen. That's how bad the Cowboys were. Uh, you know, let's just be let's just be honest with ourselves here. It's, the the Cowboys, the Cowboys. I mean. Come on. Come on. It was 48-16. 48-16. to 48-16 to, 16. 48 to 16 with 10 minutes left. That was the last play of the game from Jordan Love. He was on the bench. They pulled him. They pulled him because they were up 32 on the Cowboys in Dallas. A Dallas team was 8-0 at home. Dan Quinn getting, like, talked up as, like, one of the hottest head coaching candidates in the league. Dallas completely and utterly unprepared. Dallas had to score a touchdown just to make sure that it wasn't 27-0 at half. They risked running a play. To score a touchdown because just trying to kick a field goal to be 27-3 to would have been ridiculous. They had to go for a touchdown. They were down 20 at halftime. 20! <laughs> they gave up 27 points in the first half. Three touchdowns in the second quarter allowed by that defense. Oh my goodness. I mean... Well, guy I shouldn't say three touchdowns allowed by the defense, but it's 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 funnier saying it that way. Realistically, it was two touchdowns and Dak threw a pick six because, you know, uh, Dak under pressure with uh out CD Lamb to run the same slant routes, uh, wasn't the same guy. You know, to be perfectly honest, the joke about all this is that Cam Newton literally broke down uh the Cowboys essentially making Dak a system QB weeks ago, and he got ridiculed roundly uh, across the board at, you know, a certain four-letter network. And I'm still yet to hear anyone recant the stance. Uh, You know, obviously we had a federal holiday with Martin Luther King uh, 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 yesterday. I'm recording this, like, at the crack of dawn. Uh, before 6am but it's comical it's absolutely comical that we can have analysis not pointing out very obvious flaws on some of these teams and the issue with Dallas was if they fell behind and didn't have their money routes with CD Lamb working what would that offense look like? and the uh, answer was Absolute garbage. But, you know, everyone's going to blame Dak. Uh, Believe me, Dak deserves plenty of, plenty of blame. But Mike McCarthy had no inventiveness on offense whatsoever. They literally... Re- Listen, there was a long-running discussion thread on how basic the Cowboys offense looked compared to what they ran. They ran the exact same offense. And the, when they got down, the plays that they started running were straight out of Madden. <laughs> like, Mike McCarthy had no new plays ready for the postseason. That is the wildest indictment possible for a coach that's about to get fired. He literally had no new plays designed for the postseason. That, to me, was insanity. I can't believe the Cowboys went into the postseason expecting that they could run the exact same playbook that they ran in the regular season and had absolutely no new plays or wrinkle designs in their play call. At least, even the Browns tried a couple of plays. I mean, granted, Joe Flacco was not interested in playing, but at least the Browns were calling some different pa- passing tree routes uh, come postseason. Everyone tried new passing routes, because that's what you're supposed to do. Like, that's the whole idea in the playoffs that you do come up with something new that the other team hasn't seen yet. Like, we saw that in the in the uh, Rams uh, Lions game. That actually did, like, they, the, the Lions specifically used Amon Ross St. Brown and a couple of different uh, pass combinations. Now, granted, the Rams still outplayed them, and I try to warn you guys, I, I did tell you the refs were going to come involved in that game at some point. Now, the refs were involved because of their inaction, but Rest assured, the crowd bullying them had a big reason to do with that. But the Cowboys, I mean, talk about alfoldo like performances because everyone's going to say, oh, well, they, they try to rally. They rallied against prevent defense. That does not count as rallying. Like, the, uh, the Packers, if anything, pulled Jordan Love one series too early. But when you're up 32 in the fourth quarter, technically... You can get away with doing stuff like that because you're up 32. Even prevent defense, which we often say prevents you from winning the game. You're up by such a large margin that realistically, it's almost impossible to F that up unless you do something spectacularly dumb. The Packers tried to do a couple of goofy things at the very end defensively, but even then, they still won by 16. Like, Let's just call it for what it is. Cowboys got their ass kicked at home. And were completely and utterly prepared, unprepared for the actual game at hand. That was insanity. I, I mean, I don't know what else you do if you're Jerry Jones because we saw the uh, the, the viral clip of him like kind of slamming, <laughs> slamming his hand out like drats, <laughs> like like a comical. But w- what are you supposed to do? You empowered everyone to do the job. You didn't fire McCarthy because he made the argument of nope. Uh, Like, I, I, Kellen Moore was the reason why we were being held back. If I get my way of running the offense, if we run the ball and we're more consistent, we're going to be ready for postseason play and built for. They got their asses handed to them. Absolutely handed to them. And I can't say that I'm shocked because I've seen too many Cowboys games go down this road. But it was embarrassing from the standpoint of, they had no new plays. Like that to me was the mind-boggling part. It, it's like I like, I I I've seen things, but I haven't necessarily seen like just completely not even trying a new play. The, the, the plays were straight out of Madden. The plays were straight out of Madden. Uh like we had law there were long Twitter threads like outlining Just literally running the Cowboys playbook, and it's just straight plays out of Madden, diagramming exactly what was being run straight out of Madden. Uh, I, I that was that was the part that I found crazy. Oh my goodness, just no creativity. It's like that to me. Beyond anything else, uh, you know, we have two scenarios out of this: A, Aaron Rodgers was right about Mike McCarthy. B. Aaron Rodgers was dead wrong about the Packers not giving him any help. That was the funniest part about all this. It's that Aaron Rod, it, you know, folks want to say that Aaron Rodgers is a moron for like some of the things he's been saying, this, that, and the other. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is a moron. Like anyone who watched uh, Aaron Rodgers knows he can be eloquent speaker. You've seen him do celebrity jeopardy and be a good host. Like guy's not an idiot. Is he a narcissist? Yes which is what you saw on display because the fact that the Packers had five different wide receivers look the part of a wide receiver ready to go with Jordan Love under center, it tells you everything you need to know that Aaron Rodgers was the problem in Green Bay because he did not want to put into work anymore. That's the long and short of the situation. Aaron Rodgers does not want to put into work anymore. Because he made this whole spiel when Devontae Adams left and he he, he uh, Devontae Adams couldn't get the, the money because Aaron took all the money. The, the Everyone always forgets that. It's like Devontae Adams had to go because Aaron Rodgers demanded the bag but didn't want to split it with Devontae, so Devontae had to go. And then Aaron complained that he had no help and didn't show up to training camp. Those same receivers that he was basically dogging. The Cowboys couldn't guard him. Dobbs was there. Christian Watson was there. Now, Christian Watson did not have a good game. But, if you actually watch the game, because this is the thing that drives me crazy with folks. They only look at the stat sheets to say if a guy had a good game or not. If you watch that game, the routes the Packers receivers ran were effective enough where it was hard to figure out who can actually be doubled because technically they were all getting separation and they couldn't make a decision as to who they were going to, uh, who they were realistically going to double so they were tr- they were doubling Watson and Reed so that's why Watson and Reed didn't have good games because they were getting doubled so that left Dobbs and Wicks open and they were getting separation. And Musgrave got separation. And the Packers were able to run the ball because the Packers were uh, were able to uh, throw on the Cowboys secondary. If you can throw on the Cowboys secondary, you can run the ball. Because that's when the, the Cowboys defense starts falling apart. Is If you can actually start moving the chains th- throwing the ball and they can't ball hawk that's when it gets a little bit sus with the Cowboys' run defense. But, oh, man. No, like That was so satisfying watching the Cowboys get the, uh, uh, get their asses handed to them. And then, on top of it was, now that I saw the Cowboys get their ass handed to them, it's like, I can feel that much better about the potential scenario of the Eagles getting clapped, which is exactly what happened. Because, what did I say? You literally had a situation where Jalen Hurts had a jacked up middle finger, was struggling to grip the ball, let alone throw it down the field consistently. And Hurts gutted it out. He tried to make it work. But again, you only have one wide receiver. No one else can get separation on that team. And they want you to throw it to Dallas Goddard. And Goddard dropped multiple... The the, 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 the the best highlight of the Eagles game was Dallas Goddard mounting off to uh, Jalen Hurts after he dropped, like, three passes. Like, Dallas Goddard is mouthing off to Jalen Hurts after he dropped three balls. I, I can't. I can't. And, like, that that Eagles team had so many issues going on. I can't. I can't. That was, ah, oh, ah, oh, it was chef's kiss right there. It was just, ah, oh, so beautiful. It was so beautiful watching your enemies just, you know, get utterly embarrassed on national TV. And then the fan base is imploding. So, I will be listening in uh, throughout for uh, the most meltdown calls on Philly and Dallas radio for the next couple of days. Because, oh, it was, the amount of bitterness on uh, the calls and the commentary, oh, it's been, it's been absolutely delightful. Delectable. Absolutely lovely. Just listening to the pure, pure rage just kind of spewing out from somebody's fan bases. And then, of course, uh, you got the Steelers complaining about uh, Mike Tomlin. Uh, right on course, it's like, Steelers had no shot of winning that game once the Bills like played a conservative, which they did. Steelers had no shot of winning that game. The game plan literally hinged on would the Bills be dumb enough to try to open up the offense and have Josh turn the ball over as soon as uh, uh, they just opted for uh, Josh Allen run the ball keep keep it in front of you do not do any risky passes the game was a wrap for the Seals the Seals were not talented enough to beat the, the Bills unless the Bills screw up and that's why the Cowboys you know for all their uh, for all their talent, if you have a bad game plan, and the Cowboys had a bad game plan, uh, the Cowboys thought they could do exactly what they did in the regular season, spam the same six route combinations with CeeDee Lamb, get ahead, make the defense ball hawk, get a, a defensive touchdown when the other team is forced to pass, and then you win the game. It didn't go to the game plan. The Cowboys never had a plan B. It's, it's utterly ridiculous. And then on the Eagles side, the Eagles did not have the personnel to do what they normally want to do. And it showed. Didn't didn't have a plan B. It you know, Baker was able to do whatever he wanted because the Eagles secondary had couldn't stop anyone. Like the the Giants put up 40 points on the Eagles secondary. You know, what, what, what do you want me to say? Uh, like, well, technically it was 33, but... Because uh, there was the pick six. But, again... Even below average offenses can score on that equal secondary. You know... I, I don't I do know what... Oh, I, I really don't know what else... You, like, we're supposed to say about this. You know. What are you, you going to say? It's like, they were just bad. They were bad. And, like, you know, like, ever everyone in the media, like, any four players ripping on the Eagles defense? The Eagles defense got old, got injured, the secondary w- wasn't any good to begin with. Got exposed. It got exposed hard. At a certain point, you got to be able to make adjustments. They, they never made any adjustments. So, you know, it is what it is. But in terms of the matchups, it's like Detroit got outplayed by the Rams. But home game, got some home cooking from the refs. eked out a one-point win. And Stafford uh, and McVeigh did not play for the field goal that they should have. They tried to force in a touchdown that they didn't need to really take. Paid paid the ultimate price for it. You know, it is what it is. You know, as we kind of get into the division round, you know, I'm, I'm, in terms of the matchups themselves, you know, I'll give my quick thoughts on it, but, uh, I, I, I needed to savor this opening salvo for the weekend because that was the best outcome I could have gotten this weekend. It's just seeing the Eagles and Cowboys get absolutely plastered on national TV through their own fault. It, the issues that they lost to were their own fault. Period. Period. It, there's, they have no one else to blame but themselves so, anywho we're going to take a quick break we'll be back with my initial thoughts on the division around matchups I do have some thoughts here in terms of the games themselves because you know I, I'm seeing the opening lines and I'm already having disagreements with them but uh, yeah, we'll go from there alright, uh, we'll be back
0: Don't go anywhere the fantasy throwdown podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills brain fog insomnia moodiness weight gain Welcome back to the show. Hope you got your popcorn ready. All right.
1: So as we get into it, we have the Saturday game. So Texans traveling to Baltimore to play the Ravens. Ravens, nine point favorites at home. Nine and a half uh, according to certain books. Line's too wide. Like, the line is too wide here. And it's probably going to get bet wider because some folks are going to say Ravens 10. But the Browns were a better secondary defense than the Ravens at points in this year. I don't necessarily love this matchup because usually where you target the Texans would be passing game. And passing to pass-catching running backs. That's not what the Ra- uh, Ravens necessarily specialize in. Texans were pretty decent against the run. I don't necessarily love this as the blowout spot for the Ravens. I expect the Ravens to win. But I think the line's wide. So to me, I would rather use the Texans in a teaser than anything else but me me try to get excited about uh I I just I don't see it. It's like Cleveland's a be- Cleveland was a better defense than the Ravens. I I think the Texans are going to be able to throw throw the ball and score points against this uh Raven secondary. You yeah. know, yeah, that's just the reality of the situation. Now, the question is Mark Andrews is back uh, practicing with the Ravens. If you get a healthy Mark Andrews running, uh, uh, running up and down the field, and he can actually make cuts on on, uh, on his lower body without being encumbered, this is a smash spot uh, for Andrews for fantasy purposes uh, against that uh, Tech and Secondary, the way they, they operate their pass funnel. So, that's something to uh, look out for. If Andrews can play, great. If not, this is an Isaiah-likely spot um, ahead of Zay Flowers, in my opinion. Obviously, Lamar its always in play for fancy purposes because of his, the rushing yards aspect. And, it's like, and at this stage of the playoffs, you know, it is what it is. You take the points where you can get them. Uh, it's only four games left now. <laughs> it's like... And the the games are going to be rapidly dwindling down. So this is the last true weekend of uh, NFL action, where it's a true uh, multi-game, uh, 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 multi-day session for NFL. So, um, yeah, I think the Ravens win, but this line's wide. I I would rather tease the the Texans side of it. And uh, you know, quick thoughts on the fantasy side. Um, Green Bay for the Saturday Night game traveling to San Francisco play the 49ers 49ers nine and a half point favorites again 49ers secondary is not very good uh this is uh this is not as straightforward of a game as you would expect now the 49ers are going to listen the Cowboys as I said, <laughs> like, literally could not have prepped that game any worse. I fully expect the Niners to be ready for what the Packers uh, did last week. Or, well, I'm saying last week. Did yesterday, essentially. Um, so, I expect some adjustments uh, by the 49ers defensively to be ready for it. But it's not as though it's going to be a lockdown blowout in favor of the 49ers. Again, I think this line's wide. I think the play here is you tease the the dogs on both sides of the Saturday games. You tease it. That means you get the Texans at around 15. And you get uh, the Packers uh, at... At a number that's close to 16 or 15 and a half. I'm not seeing the Ravens and uh, both the the Ravens and Niners winning in excess of two touchdowns. To me, I think it's a teaser spot. And uh, you tease both dogs. So uh, there's that matchup for the Saturday games. Sunday, Lions hosting the Bucks. I said this before. You know, whether it was the Bucks or the Eagles, Lions had a far easier matchup against uh, those two than they did against uh, the Rams. No difference here. It's, you know, Lions' uh, secondary has not gotten any better, so there's still the reality situation that uh, you've got Baker still putting up 300-plus yards passing against the uh, Lions, but Lions at six-point favorite... Yeah, I'm okay with that line. uh, Because I do think they can win by a touchdown or more. It's just just now we're getting into the scenario of, okay, what are the more likely scenarios? And most likely scenario is uh, Detroit takes care of business. You're probably winning by 10. um, Or you get a late cover uh, to get this uh, to a one-score game. And then an onside kick situation. But I expect Detroit to be up against Tampa. It is what it is. So, you know, there's there's really, I think that's the more clear-cut, decisive matchup out of all uh, the ones on paper here. I think the Lions have a clear advantage over what the Bucks want to do. Finally, CBS gets a rematch game. Chiefs traveling to Buffalo this time to play the Bills. Bills, three-point favorites. Listen, Chiefs getting a lot of respect there. Bills only favored by three. Some books already have the Bills at minus two and a half. If the Bills can't beat the Chiefs here, with as limited as Travis Kelsey looks at this point, they're never winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> like, Unless the team goes significant overhauls, I don't see the scenario for the Bills to uh, win a Super Bowl if they can't... Listen, this is about as easy as the road as it gets. You play the Pittsburgh team that had no business being there. This Chiefs team is so depleted from a weapons standpoint that essentially the it's Patrick Mahomes and Pacheco... Travis Kelsey, again, I, like I'm, 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 compared to his standards, he is so far off the pace. It's not even close. It's not even close from what his uh, usual standards are. But I don't think there's enough left in the tank to necessarily get there. From you know those catches where you're getting eight catches for 110 yards and the touchdowns, like I, we we may not see that from Travis Kelsey. This postseason. You know. We've been banking on it. But I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's even remotely close to being. Uh, uh, a safe bet. So to me. Bills with minus three. Makes a ton of sense. I know a lot of folks are going to be on the Chiefs side. And will probably even throw the Chiefs into a teaser. I'm just going to say. That. You know. It's a lot easier executing when you know the other side's not really punching back. But guess what? Both teams had that matchup last week. I mean, I'm saying last week. Uh, yes, well, oh, this weekend uh, between the Dolphins and the Steelers. Like Neither one of those teams were in, in looking from a body language standpoint, were in uh, a spot to really contend. So it's just a reality situation. But uh, yeah. I think from an initial thought standpoint, this should be Buffalo favored. I think, you know, the sports books were giving a lot of love to KC by night, uh, at least putting a hook on the bill side of the equation. But, uh, you know, I, I thought this line should have been closer to four than anything else, or at least four, uh, to be uh, more specific. But, uh, you know. It is what it is. So, those are my quick thoughts uh, for the divisional round. Uh, We'll start diving into more specific items as we get more information throughout the week. But, uh, yeah,
0: it's just, what else can we
1: say but, how about them Cowboys? (laughs)
0: Cowboys! Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major outlets.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.